All right. Who's in charge of children's church this morning? Amanda. With the Mandy, with the birthday boy, Michael. Right here. Those of you who are going to children's church, please follow Miss Mandy to my left and to your right. Those of you who are staying in the congregation, y'all are staying for the service. Turn your Bibles to the book of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. Mike, can you turn me down just to her? Everybody ready? 2 Corinthians. We're going to be in chapter number 5 here in a minute. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I remember as a child loving the 4th of July. Anybody else in here? I loved Halloween and I loved the 4th of July. Just absolutely loved the 4th of July. I lived in a town called Tegakay, South Carolina, and they always had a huge, huge celebration. Now, the biggest one was 1976. Now, why, why was that so huge? That was the bicentennial. Now, youth now, sissy now, just about every six, eight, ten weeks, months, we get a new quarter out. Y'all, I mean, it's a new quarter. Y'all seen that? And they do this so you, the, people will collect them and save them and take them out of circulation so it drives things up, right? Well, back in 1976, I mean, we had a new quarter. And from that time until I think 1998, I don't remember another new quarter. I mean, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. But in 1976, we had the bicentennial quarter. It had the big eagle on the back. And it's still to this day, when I, when I get one in my hand, I, I think, okay, do I want to save this or not? But 1976 was huge in Tiki K, South Carolina. We had a tremendous, tremendous celebration. Now, when I say that, I, I mean, it was huge. The whole city came together. Now, back then, we didn't, it wasn't uh, an HOA or, you know, Tiki K was like ginormous. I mean, it had a gate up front. It wasn't like a, a gated community you see out here in, in Savannah. I mean, it, it was like 30,000 homes. I'm a huge place. But we had our own huge clubhouse and had a big swimming pool, and then we had the swimming pool right below it that had, you know, for, for the swim team. But the big, huge pool up there, listen, sissy, get this now. We had what's called a diving board <laughs> in a public pool and a high dive. Now, the high dive, I think, was 10 or 12 feet, and, and, and it was the funnest thing in all the world unless you're six years old and you fall backwards off of it and fracture your skull. That, that was me. <laughs> I might be why they outlawed all these diving boards. But listen, they, they had all kind of events that day, and, and that, that night they, they had this DJ come in, and I'm talking, the, the clubhouse was full of teenagers. It, it was just like the, the dream for all teenagers. About 9 o'clock they had fireworks. I mean, just unreal. They had a big, huge golf tournament. They, I mean, the 1976, the bicentennial was just Tremendous. Everybody, they had a huge cookout at the time. Mean, everybody in the whole community came. And it was like seeing your neighbors. That was, I think, the first year that the mayor of TKK, John Truly, the first mayor of TKK, had a parade, a Fourth of July parade. 
And I remember the heat index was like 112. It was just burning up that year. I loved the 4th of July. Everybody had watermelon. Everybody had cakes, and it was patriotic. Everybody was, you, you couldn't go buy a house, Ricky Tyre, that didn't have the American flag flying that year. It ought to be every year, right? But it was just, it was a great time. Now, what we were celebrating is our freedom and independence from who? Y'all need to know this. Great Britain. Why, why, why do I, why, why is that so important? Have y'all seen the videos of people walking through and just walking up to random people and say, who are we celebrating our independence from? Have y'all seen those? These are people who have gone through the American public school system. And their history teachers have failed them. They just ask the simple question, who are we celebrating our freedom from? And they'll say, Russia, China, Mexico. I mean, and some, they don't, they, Maggie, they don't have a clue. It is a fourth grade standard. But, but how, how can they not know? But we're celebrating our, our independence from Britain. Church, all that time in my life, I felt like I was free and loved the freedom this holiday projected. As I look back now, I know why I love this holiday. I know why I love this holiday so much. I, I don't think I know. I know why I love this holiday so much. Y'all ready? Because where I stand today, this day, I can tell you with all honesty, listen, I love America, but, but I, I don't feel the freedom that I once free, felt as a child. Can I tell you why I loved it so much? Because it was free. When I was a child, it was free. When we had the cookouts at the house, th there were coolers everywhere of, of, of beverages, and there were adult beverages. My, my parents didn't go to church. But there were coolers everywhere, and, and th there was a big, huge pig cooker, and there was a pig or full of Boston butts, and, and there was somebody frying potatoes, and, and somebody doing, bringing this and bringing that and, and everything. And you know how much I had to pay for it? Nothing. Jesse, I just showed up to the cookout. It was free. When we had fireworks, and listen, we, uh, the Waddell household always had fireworks on the 4th of July and, and, and uh, Christmas Eve. Always. Yes, Christmas Eve. We shot fireworks. They weren't shooting them for Jesus. I'm not really sure why they were shooting them, but we, we always shot fireworks on Christmas Eve. I guess because nobody else was doing it. Always. Y'all, I went to the fireworks store yesterday. Any of y'all do, any of y'all go to the fireworks store? Glenn went? Well, I don't know if this happened to you, Glenn, but this, this happened to me. So I, I go in and you, you, they, they take your license. Didi, they take your license. I guess, you know, they don't want anybody going in there and buying all those shells and making a bomb. I don't know. But they take your license and they scan it and they give you a piece of paper and you have to sign the paper saying that you're going to be responsible with the fireworks and anything that might happen with these particular fireworks that you buy from Phantom Fireworks, if something happens, they are not responsible. And this is what the lady behind the, paper, the counter told me after uh, I signed the paper, Gary. She said, everything is 50% off. Is that what she said, Glenn? And I couldn't help myself, y'all. I, I could not help myself. I said, really, 50% off? She said, everything you see is 50% off the sales price. I said, well, that's great. I said, Did you, so, but it doesn't help any because y'all marked it up 200%.
Y'all, a, a box of six shells is $25. Ricky, I'm cheap. I'm cheaper than you, man. I Listen, I, I am. I, I am. I walked through that store, and I, I, I remembered all. I, yeah, I remember this. I, oh, yeah, I remember that. And in, in, in Georgia, you can, you can buy bottle rockets now, like we used to have when we were kids, Stan. You know, that we had bottle rocket wars. And I don't know if you did this or not, but a couple of them, I put straight pins in because if I hit you, I wanted to stick in you. I mean, we used to, yeah, we were brutal back in the day. They still sell bottle rockets in Georgia. But as I, I looked through those and, and I, I, I just went back in my mind of the, all the great times, I walked out of that store and I didn't spend a dime. I thought to myself, I'll just watch everybody else's fireworks. You know why? Because I'm cheap. That's right. I, I just, it's hard for me to buy something that's going to shoot up in the air and explode. And that money's gone. It's gone. It's gone. But I, I, I love this. Church, listen to me. As I grow older... And where I stand today, this day, I can tell you with all honesty that I love America. I believe all of us would say that. I love America, but I do not feel the freedom I once felt as a child. I don't. I don't. And some of it has to do with, you know, it, nothing's free for me anymore. Now, I, I want to precursor what I just said. I have been... Young people, look here, if, if you're still in school or you're in college age, y'all look up here at me. I have been to Cuba. I have been to Venezuela. I have been to several countries in Central America, including Nicaragua. I, I, I have been to Uganda. I, I, listen, I, I say that because I want you to understand this. The, the, the world that we live in today is trying to sell socialism and socialism is a great thing. Listen, we just haven't, we haven't seen it done right. And we're going to do it, the socialism thing right in America. Listen, don't let them, they're, they're, don't buy into that. We're heading that direction, but don't you buy into it personally as a Christian. Don't. It does not work. It has not worked. Do you know why it hasn't worked? Because it doesn't work. Now that I've said that, I want to tell you why I don't feel freedom. The day that we're going to celebrate tomorrow, we're, we're celebrating our freedom. But I want to tell you why I don't feel free. And I, what I'm going to say, I'm sure many of y'all feel the same things, but you've, just, you, you've either said it to your spouse or you've said it under your breath. You, you just can't imagine standing in a public forum like I am standing today and saying what I'm getting ready to say, but I'm going to say it. Is that all right? Y'all ready? You don't have to take notes. Now, let me say this, honey, I, I'm, I, I'm gonna, it's going to get better, okay? It's going to start off kind of hard, but it's gonna, Deborah, it's going to get better, okay? All right. Why I do not feel freedom. Number one, I have to pay for everything. And everything is so expensive and getting more expensive, I, I have to pay for everything. 
Now, there used to be a time when uh, on, on 4th of July, you, you had watermelons and cookouts, and part of the watermelons and the cookouts that, that you all, there was always this one older gentleman who had a trinket in the back of his closet, and he pulled that thing out every 4th of July, and he made something. Y'all know what it was? Homemade ice cream. James, you all right, brother? Y'all go try and make some homemade ice cream now. You, 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 it's, it, you, it's expensive. Yeah, but it's delicious. Yeah, sometimes it's worth it when the kids come in town. But listen, I ain't going to spend half my paycheck on a churn of ice cream. Everything is more expensive. Amy and I went to the grocery store just yesterday. We walked out and I had three little plastic bags full, Glenn. That's it, just three bags. And it was $58 prior to my food line points kicking in. And then it was $47 for three little bags. Every, I have to pay for everything and things are getting more expensive. Here's another reason why I, 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 I don't feel freedom. Number two, I feel like I am being taxed to death. I do. Young people, listen, y'all, y'all are being conditioned on a daily basis to accept things that are going to take place during the tribulation period and you don't even know it. But so are we. I, I want you to understand that when I get my paycheck every week, Deborah withholds, guess what? Taxes. She pays my taxes quarterly from what she withholds from my check, right? She pays the federal government and the state of Georgia every single time I get my check. Don't you, Deborah? Do you profess to that? Is that the whole truth and nothing but the truth will help you, God? I'm taxed then. You y'all paying attention? Noah, pay attention, son. You're going to need this. So your grandmama, I mean, she takes, my, takes money out of my check to pay taxes. Okay? You with me? Now, I leave here, and I've got to go up to Tractor Supply and get some chicken feed. And I throw the chicken feet up on the counter, and it's gone up too. It used to be $12.30 a bag, and now it's like $14, $16 a bag, and it's going to go higher. So I pay that, and I look at the receipt, and guess what's under what I paid? Tax. You go to buy a drink at the store. You pay $2, which is insane. Y'all don't do that. Just go get a 12-packet food line. Don't go pay 7 Y'all know why a 12-ounce a, a, a two, a drink up here at Ashley's costs $2.30? Because you're willing to pay it. Don't do that. That's crazy. But you go buy a drink or a candy bar or anything, and underneath it, guess what it says? Tax. You go buy gas. Tax. Amy said she wanted to go somewhere nice the other day and, and where they make the fruit and food in front of you. So we went to, we went to Subway. <laughs> and you buy your sub sandwiches and you look underneath it, Ricky, and guess what it says? Tax. We, I feel like I'm being taxed to death. Can anybody else testify? 
I mean, they take it, Deborah, you take it out. Why do they keep taking and taking and taking and taking and taking? Because we've allowed it. And we continue to allow it. We'll say this, I'm, I'm tired of paying all these taxes, but that's all you do. That's all I do. And until we stand united together like they did back in 1700s, we'll continue to do it. Young people, can I tell you that you are going to be taxed on things you don't even know that you're being taxed for, for, the, for and you're fine with it because that's the way it's always been. Brother Kerry, I didn't say that's the way it always it should be. That's the way it's always been. Now, here's another reason why I don't feel free anymore. And this one hurts, y'all. This one hurts. Amy and I recently sold our house in Greer, South Carolina, and we had to pay the government $31,000 in taxes. Thirty-one. $1,000. I've never in my life ever written a check that large, Glenn. Never. And I don't ever want to again. Never. And that's not it. You think, well, that's, you know, that's, what's the, something, property gains tax, that is, Angie? Property gains tax. You know, that's, that's, that's not bad. Then the state of South Carolina had to pay almost $10,000 for selling my house that I'd already been paying taxes to the city, county, and federal level. Ricky, almost $41,000. I could have put a down payment on a, on a truck, right? No, I couldn't either because I ain't paying no $41,000 for a truck. I'm cheap. But here's another one. Here, here's another reason why I don't feel free. Get this. When the house was sold, we had to pay a realtor. Now, listen, the market's hot. I'm talking red hot. I, I, I sold my house in one day. The day that I sold my house was when we were having uh, the, the, the prayer meeting service here for Alice Carpenter. I had to walk back in the back to say, yes, sell it. In one day. Way, way above what I was asking. One day, I had to pay a realtor to list my house 5% of the sales price and the closing cost. Oh, beautiful. That's what I was singing, y'all. Oh, before spacious skies, four amber waves. Up. I, was, I was thinking, I want to go to the White House. Can I ask you a question? Do you remember our, from our history classes, not Maggie, help me here, from our history classes, what the battle cry for the American Revolution was back in the 1700s? Huh? Why were the people so mad? Taxation without representation. The people were mad, D.D., because they were being taxed to death and they had no representation in the British Parliament. They were mad. Rightly so, right? They were mad. Taxation without representation. Let me ask you, do you feel like you are being represented today? Do, do you? 
Do you feel like you, Christian, are being represented today? Do you feel that your tax dollars are being used to benefit your family, you, your fellow countrymen in the best possible way? Do you? I love seeing veterans starving on the street and we sending $40 billion to the Ukraine. Don't y'all? I love that. Church, I would love for someone to do an in-depth study comparing the oppression of the people of America felt prior to the American Revolution to the people in America through the oppression they felt not by another country but from their very own government. I'd love to see that. Wouldn't you like to see that study? Now let me ask you again the same question I asked earlier. Are we really free as Americans? Now there's somebody in here or somebody listening right now say, well, brother, listen, brother Kyle, if you don't like it, won't you just move out? There's no doubt that America is the greatest country in the world. I'm not going to doubt that. But the freedom that is flaunted to us that we have so much of, I'm just asking, are we really that free as Americans? I I have some sad truths to share with you this morning before I can give you the great news. Now, listen, Amy, we're going to get to some great news. We are. The sad truth is, it's going to get much, much worse. It's going to get much, much worse. We are most definitely heading towards a one-world government, a one-world economy, and a one-world religion. We are. We are. This is prophetical, and it cannot be stopped. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. I've seen this all over social media. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute, Brother Kyle. Yeah, listen, don't, you, you know 2 Chronicles seven fourteen says, If my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, then I will hear from them. I will heal their land. Woo! Y'all seen that, right? It's going to get, I see people say, Oh, it's going to get better. God's going to turn it around. Please understand that that scripture was God calling the Hebrew children back to himself. I I am sure that scripture works today, this very scripture works today on an individual and personal level with God. But when the rapture clock started ticking and the wheels of New Testament prophecy started as well, and once they're started, they cannot be stopped. Or listen, if they're stopped, God, God will make himself a liar. And church, that's not going to happen. The very best we can hope for is for, a na- for, for our nation is that God will bring one last fiery Holy Ghost smoking revival across our nation. Anybody in here contend or contest that it's not needed? Oh, it's needed. It's needed. Now, we're going to hear some good news. Are y'all ready for some good news? Ms. Andrew, are you ready for some good news? Well, here's the good news. Now, let me ask you again. Do I feel free or freedom as an American? Not really. Not really. But listen, here's the good news. I do feel completely and totally free in Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ. 
Look with me at 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 16. Some of y'all are sitting there saying, oh my gosh, he's just now reading the scripture. I mean, all that was an introduction. We're going to be here for another hour. Y'all settle down. I only got three or four points in this and we'll be out of here. Y'all make the buffet before 12 o'clock, all right? 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 16. And Paul writes, he says, from now on, then we do not know anyone in a purely human way. E even if we have known Christ in a purely human way, yet now we no longer know him like that. Therefore, if anyone, does that exclude anybody? If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Old things have passed away, and look, new things have come. Now everything is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the, the, the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he, and, and he has committed the, the, the message of reconciliation to us. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Certain that God is appealing through us, we plead on Christ's behalf. Why do we plead on Christ's behalf? Because he made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Let's pray real quick. Father, we come to you again asking forgiveness for our sins. Be with us through the remainder of this service. Help us, Lord, to see the good news in this message, God, that we might glorify you. In Jesus' name I do pray and all God's children said, Amen. Now, what did I just read? What did I just read? Church, what we just read could be considered the, our declaration of independence in Jesus Christ. Y'all might want to write that in your Bibles. It could very well be our personal declaration of independence in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. This church... This, what we just read in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, this church is true freedom. It's freedom. We need to hear that, that, that freedom. Real freedom does not constantly take from you. Freedom gives. Amen? There's a problem when we can live in a nation and, and, and we look across the landscape and we see what costs instead of what we receive more often. Where our mind is constantly drawn to what we have to pay and not on what we receive as being beneficiaries of a nation. Right? Only in Christ do we understand this true freedom. When we have freedom in Jesus, that is all Jesus does is continue to give to us. But you have to be his and he has to be yours. Well, what, hold on, Brother Kai. I, I, what, what, what are you talking about? Jesus constantly gives to you. Understand this. When you become his and he becomes yours, I, something takes place. You have what's called a new heart. That's what this scripture is talking about. 
I have a new heart. Well, Brother Kyle, you had some transplant surgery? No, not at all. But if you look close enough, Brother Kerry, you can see the scars that, that, that were there and now they're gone. I, I don't have an incision on my chest, but I've got a new heart. As a matter of fact, I used to have a cold, callous, hard heart, and now I don't. What do you mean, Brother Kyle? I, I, I didn't care about anything or anybody before Jesus saved me. I, I really didn't. I, I could lie to you, cheat you, steal you blind. I could spit between your eyes and sleep like a baby that night. And I dare you to, to raise your hand against me because I'd go at it. You see, my granddaddy taught me years ago. He said, listen, son, I, I, I've never lost a fight, but I've never fought a fight fair. He said, you don't fight a fight for honor. You fight a fight to win the fight. I, he, I said, well, granddaddy, what does that mean? He said, if somebody comes to you, you take two steps back and you grab whatever you can and you beat them until the police show up. That's where I was. That's how cold my heart was. But you see, when Jesus came into my life, what this scripture's talking about, I, I had a new heart. Now, listen, if you want to fight me, you, you, you're probably going to beat me because uh, you're going to be hitting me in the back while I'm running. Scripture says preachers aren't allowed to brawl. We can't be brawlers anymore, Glenn. I can't fight anymore. Now, I thought I was going to have to last night. I did. Something strange happened. We were, walking, we were walking down River Street. We went to visit some people and went to see Kyle, and we ate dinner down there. And, and y'all know tra child uh, trafficking's all over the place. Well, my... Kyle's girlfriend was holding the baby, and we were walking. And Angie, this dude started, I mean, he, I, I noticed him, right? But he started walking pace by pace right with Emily, and, and she was holding the baby. And I was like, this, this something, something's wrong here. And, and you know, I, Jesse, I got that, you know, that, that. And about that time, Amy says, Kyle, stop. And I said, Emily, stop right there for a second. The dude stopped and turned and went, looked like he was looking towards a business, and we stopped and we started walking again. He started walking right beside Emily again. I put that stroller right between Emily and the baby. And, and Amy said, stop right now. Stop. And we made him walk on. Some, some, I don't know what was happening, but listen, I, I, was, I was feeling around to make sure I see if I had my pocket knife on me, something, car key. I, I was getting ready to go to town. You ain't going to mess with my baby and my family. You hear me? That's where I draw the line. I can't, I can't be a brawler. But listen, God changes your heart. If you say you are a Christian and you got the same old cold, callous heart, you, you, you can't be saved. You can't. But he changes something else. Listen, he changed my heart, but he changed my mind. Something happened to me. Glenn, tell me if you can relate. When I had my first daughter. It did. Well, what happened, Brother Kyle? I had a mind change. Now, I had a mind change when I accepted Christ as my personal Savior, but I really had a mind change when I had my first daughter. So this is what happened. You see, men have, we're visual. And Satan will put things in front of you that stimulate you visually, right? And beautiful women will walk by and you'll say, oh, boy, she's beautiful, beautiful. When I had my first daughter, I'm thinking, oh, that's somebody's daughter. That's somebody's daughter. I, bet, I wonder if he knows how she's dressing like that. I mean, you, you have a mind change. And you see, when Christ came into my life, I had a mind change. My mind didn't go to where it used to go. It didn't want to go there. 
You see, my mind is interrupted by the Holy Spirit of God constantly. And listen, men, women, if your mind isn't interrupted by the Holy Spirit of God, ding, 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 that's a red flag. Something's not right there. If you can look on things you used to look on and the Holy Spirit doesn't visit you and just tear your hide up, something's wrong. You see, I have a new heart. I have a new mind in this freedom with Christ, but I have a new conscience as well. Well, what do you mean, Brother Kyle? If I say something or I hurt somebody's feelings, it used to make me happy. I used to laugh. And this is what I'd say in my mind. Boy, look, you are so weak. You're so weak that that little thing that I just said to you bothered you that much. What a sissy. That, that was my mindset. But you see, now that Christ is in my mind, I, I can't hurt you. I, I, I mean, I, I don't ever want to hurt anybody's feelings intentionally. And when I do, the Holy Spirit says, you need to take care of that. You, you don't need to let that fester. You, 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 you really need to, you need to say something. You know what I have to do? I have to. I have to make it right. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is living in me and driving me and, and, and making me do what I need to do. Listen, not only that, I have, a, I have a new heart, I have a new mind, I have a new conscience, and praise God, I've got a new soul. This is our declaration of independence here, church. I've got a new soul. Look how you had an old soul and now you've got a new soul? Yeah. Listen, what was the difference? The direction? You see, that old soul was bound to hell. Bound to hell, I was going to, I was born in sin, and unless God intervened in my life, I was going to hell. But you see, when I accepted Christ as my, new, as my Lord and Savior, that, that soul changed direction. Now I have eternal security, know, knowing that God is going to be with me forever and always. Look with me, y'all don't have to turn there, but I'm, I'm going to read something. I'm going to read something. <clears throat> in John 6, 35, it says this. It says, verse 34 says this. Then they said, sir, give us this bread always. And Jesus said this. He says, I am the bread of life. Jesus told them, no one who comes to me will ever be hungry, and no one who believes in me will ever thirst be thirsty again. But as I told you, you've seen me, and yet you do not believe. Everyone that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will never cast out. Church, that's freedom. That is real freedom. But it's only in Christ. Church, we can have freedom in Christ, but we need to understand that we are not free to sin, we are free from sin, sin's penalty. Our scripture this morning tells us that if we are in Christ Jesus, we are a new creation. That is scripture's declaration to us. We are new and being renewed every single day. Now the difference of freedom and America is this. Listen to me. 
what you dwell on. That's where your freedom comes from. What you dwell on. It has been absolutely liberating to me, and I've heard testimony after testimony of people who are in this congregation, people out and abroad. It's been liberating for the past two years. I've not watched the news. Since May of 2020, I have not watched the news. There's times when we're watching TV, the TV be on, and Gary, we're cooking, and 6 o'clock will roll around, and you'll hear, dun, 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 dun. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I got to go cut. I've got to go. I mean, I, I change the channel. I don't want that. I don't want that evilness in my. I don't want that wickedness in my house. If, if listen, if you have not learned anything in these past 2.5 years, listen to this. Whatever the government is trying to push your way and push down your throat, you better run the opposite way. Whatever the news is trying to pedal and push, you better run the opposite way. You hear me? Cut it off. Trust in God. Let me ask you. Do you want to be free in Christ? This is what you need. Change change what you dwell on. You have to. And and have a good filter with you at all times. Because Amy has to tell me sometimes, she said, you need to practice what you preach. I'm just like, golly. But it's the truth. What are you dwelling on? What are you dwelling on? Listen, this is where we can adapt that old two-letter word saying. You know what it is? Tell me, Becky. Oh, well. Oh, oh, well. Are you free in Christ? Are you living like you are free? Or are you living like you're still in bondage? The freedoms we once have in America that I love may be gone forever. And there's still not much I can do about it. But church, my freedom in Christ is all up to me and what I choose. It's all up to me. Will you today choose freedom in Christ? Or will you continue to live in spiritual bondage? It's up to you. Let's all pray. Our Father in heaven, Lord Jesus, thank you for this day again. Thank you for your words. Thank you for our declaration of independence as Christ-loving believers in you. Help us, Lord, to dwell on that first and foremost every single day. Every time an obstacle comes in our way, every time we're impeded by, by imperfections of this world, help us to remember that we belong to you and let our thoughts dwell there, that we might experience real and true freedom every single day. Be with us now during this time of invitation, Lord. I pray that your spirit would visit those who are amongst us, Lord, that just need to spend some time with you down here at this altar. And if there be somebody here this morning who doesn't understand this freedom we have in you because they've never accepted you as their personal Savior, I pray that you would give them the freedom to come down here and let me show them what the Word of God says every person must do to be born again right now. Be with us now during this time of invitation, Jesus. If you'll all stand, heads bowed and eyes closed. If you need to come, come to the altar. This is your time. Will you come?